Welcome to the Fit Man Over 40 podcast, your number one online source devoted to men's health, fitness, and performance. Whether you're a weekend warrior or looking to get into the best shape of your life, the Fit Man Over 40 podcast provides cutting-edge men's health information you won't find anywhere else. Hey guys, this is Jason for fitmenover40.com and in today's episode, I'll be discussing the best ways to accurately measure body composition. I'll tell you why weighing yourself on a scale or following the body mass index or BMI fails to give you an accurate picture of health. I'll cover my three favorite methods currently available for measuring body fat and lean muscle tissue. And I'll also break down the dangers of excess body fat in men and what the optimal body fat percentage is for overall health. Now, when it comes to visually evaluating body fat levels, unlike penis size, most men tend to underestimate. And unfortunately, as we age, men tend to produce more of an enzyme called aromatase. And this converts more of our naturally produced testosterone into excess estrogen, causing a gain of body fat, low energy, loss of sex drive, depressed moods. And that also leaves us uh, more at risk for cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and cancer. Now, having higher body fat can also have a negative psychological effect on how you view your body image, how appealing you perceive yourself to be to your sexual partners, and it can also have an impact on your performance in the bedroom. Now, measuring your body composition can be tricky if you don't choose or properly implement the right method, but it's an essential component for tracking the effectiveness of your exercise and nutrition plan over time. And most people simply track their progress by weighing themselves on a bathroom scale or a calibrated scale at their gym. But because this method only measures the combined weight of all your bodily tissues, it, it does really little to differentiate between fat mass, muscle mass, skeletal mass, water, and organs. Now, the body mass index, or BMI for short, was a formula created in the late 19th century by a Belgian mathematician. And it's a simple equation using a person's weight in kilograms divided by their height in meters squared. And this helps physicians determine whether their patients are underweight or overweight. Um, for example, if a patient measures 18.5 or less on the BMI scale, they would be classified as underweight. And if a patient measures above 25 on the BMI, they're classified as overweight. And anyone above 30 on the BMI scale is considered clinically obese. Now, the BMI does work quite well for a general population of sedentary individuals, and it actually does a pretty decent job at helping physicians determine a patient's risk for conditions such as cardiovascular disease and whether or not further medical intervention is needed. But the BMI really falls short when it's applied to active, fit individuals. And much like the, the basic weight scale, the BMI does little to determine body composition. So if you're carrying more lean muscle mass than the average sedentary person, even with a fairly low percentage of body fat, you would be classified as overweight according to the BMI. For example, I'm fitter than the average male. I weigh 86 kilograms and I'm 1.8 meters tall with a body fat percentage of around 10 to 12%. And based on the BMI scale, I'm considered overweight. Uh, with an increased risk of disease, which obviously isn't the case. Conversely, as men age, our lean muscle tissue tends to atrophy in size and strength, and body fat levels tend to increase, uh, as I mentioned earlier. And since muscle weighs more than fat, uh, you may still fall within the acceptable range of body mass according to the BMI. And this can give you uh, a false sense of impression or false sense of security that you're healthy. Uh, now, obviously, this is a, a dangerous way uh, to think or a, a dangerous way to perceive uh, your body by just using the BMI because a high body fat to lean 
a low lean muscle ratio in men greatly increases our risk for cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, uh, hormonal imbalances, osteoporosis, poor posture imbalance, and even some cancers. Now, this doesn't mean that the BMI or weighing yourself on a scale are totally useless because they do provide some quantifiable evidence that changes are occurring to your body as a result of diet and exercise. But to get the real picture, you need to determine how much fat is being lost and how much muscle is actually being gained. Now, the trouble with measuring body fat levels is that there are a number of methods available uh, that can vary widely in their accuracy. And some of the methods commonly used today to measure body fat are skin fold calipers, uh, bioelectrical impedance, the bod pod, hydrostatic underwater weighing, and something called dual energy x-ray absorptiometry. Uh, this is otherwise known as DEXA for short. Now, healthy body fat levels for males is between 10 and 18% uh, body fat, depending on your age. Uh, with between 6 and 10% body fat being classified as very athletic. Anything below uh, 6% body fat for an extended period of time can lead to unhealthy conditions uh, such as hormonal imbalances. Now, keep in mind that if your goal is to have visible six-pack abs, which is really all the rage nowadays, you generally need to maintain body fat levels below 10%. So based on accessibility, accuracy, compliance, and affordability, these are my top three picks for body fat measuring methodologies. The first method is skin fold calipers. This is the most common method used to measure body fat, and it's typically used in health clubs by personal trainers during the initial uh, fitness evaluation with new clients. The trainer will use the calipers to measure the thickness of the client's skin, uh, which includes the subcutaneous fat just below the skin, at seven different areas on the body and then they'll combine these readings with uh, body weight from a scale and also body girth measurements using a tape measure. Now, body fat uh, measurements based on skin full caliper readings can actually be quite accurate uh, within a, a 2 to 4% margin of error in the right hands. Uh, and it's also good because it's minimally invasive, it's available in most gyms, and it's also uh, cost-effective. Uh, but the margin of error can actually increase significantly if the trainer uh, is inexperienced uh, using the calipers, if they use uh, calipers that are of poor quality, uh, or if the, the measurement conditions aren't duplicated exactly during each reevaluation. Also, skin fold calipers only measure uh, subcutaneous fat, which, as I mentioned, is the fat located just below the skin. So they do little to measure the amount of intramuscular fat or the dangerous uh, visceral fat that's located around your bodily organs. The next method is called the bod pod. Now, the bod pod is a, a large egg-shaped capsule that you sit in wearing only a bathing suit. And once you're sealed airtight inside, uh, it uses alternating air pressure to determine body composition. It's comfortable, it's quick, and non-invasive. And when it comes to accuracy of testing, uh, research studies at major universities have shown that it's on par with the gold standard of body composition testing, which is uh, historically been hydrostatic underwater weighing. The reason I chose the bod pod over hydrostatic weighing is because hydrostatic weighing is usually only available in university sports labs, uh, making it inaccessible to most people. Also, it can be expensive, and many people find being underwater uncomfortable or even sometimes frightening. This is why uh, professional sports organizations such as the NFL are now using the bod pod to track the fitness of their athletes over the entire course of a season. Of course, like any body composition measurement method, the bod pod isn't perfect 
as the margin of error for body fat percentage ranges anywhere from 2 to 3%. The accuracy can also be affected by uh, long hair, the type of bathing suit worn, and the time of day that the testing is performed. And once again, in order to track progress accurately using the BodPod, it's important that all variables are replicated with each reevaluation. And in terms of pricing, one BodPod session costs around $50. The third method, and my favorite method for measuring body composition, is called dual energy x-ray absorptiometry, or DEXA for short. Now the DEXA machine looks like something out of a Star Trek episode, where you lay on a table wearing just your shorts or underwear, and then an x-ray device passes from your head to your toes, scanning your entire body. Now, the amazing thing about the the DEXA scan is that not only does it evaluate body fat levels, but it also measures the amount of lean muscle tissue, uh, bone density, and it can even spot uh, muscle imbalances by dividing your body up into different sections or different zones. And this can help you to determine if you need to change up your exercise program or even have to seek uh, physical therapy due to posture imbalances that may be causing you to favor one side of your body over the other. The whole DEXA process takes no more than around 10 minutes. Uh, It's very comfortable, non-invasive, and it's the most accurate out of any method available to date. The margin of error is around 1% to 2% when measuring body fat, and the only factors that can really affect the measurement outcome is wearing too many clothes or if you move during the body scan. And and neither of these are really an issue since a good DEXA technician uh, will just give you the proper instructions to follow beforehand. Also, there's no need to be concerned with the impact of the x-rays on your health when you're doing a DEXA scan because the amount of radiation that you're exposed to during the scan is equivalent to going through airport security. Follow-up scans using DEXA to track your body composition uh, are typically done every four to six months depending on your fitness goals, and each session costs around $100. So to summarize, measuring body composition accurately is important to track and quantify the effectiveness of your exercise and nutrition program, and this will help to give you the best results in the least amount of time. Now, there is quite a wide variety of methods to choose from when measuring body composition, but due to accessibility, accuracy, compliance, and affordability, my top three picks are Skinfold Calipers, the BodPod, and DEXA. To find out which methods are available in your area, you can contact your local health clubs or sports therapy clinics, and you can speak to a professional technician or a trainer and just see which one is right for you. As you drop body fat and build more lean muscle, this will greatly decrease your risk for obesity-related diseases such as high blood pressure, heart disease, and diabetes. And being leaner and more muscular will have a profound effect on your body image, self-esteem, and your sex life. And always keep in mind that when it comes to tracking your fitness progress, what you measure, you can manage. If you have any questions about this podcast, feel free to leave them in the comment section below and I'll do my best to answer back. Also, make sure you click the subscribe button so that you can be instantly notified when my next podcast is released. So thanks for tuning in to the Fitment Over 40 podcast. I'm Jason Simpkins and I will see you next time.